Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built and sold their businesses. Um, two weeks ago, I looked online and I saw this news story. Stripe acquires Nigeria's Paystack for $200 million. I said, this is huge. So immediately, I contact the founder of the company and I say, would you come on here and do an interview? Let's talk about how you built this thing up and how you sold it. And uh, <laughs> I think you, you sent me an LOL or you laughed and you said, come on, man, not right now. Shola is who I'm talking to, did say, you know, Andrew, yes, let's do it, but give me a little bit of time. And so we waited <laughs> a couple of weeks and true to your word, you showed up here. I'm so excited to have you here. Joining me is the founder of Paystack, Shola Akinlade. He's the founder of Paystack. It's a startup out of Nigeria that, like Stripe, provides quick way to integrate payment services into online and offline transactions. And they've got a beautiful API that allows that to happen. We're going to find out how he built this company, how he sold it, why he's even sitting here doing this interview with me. Thanks to two phenomenal, uh, two phenomenal sponsors. The first, if you're hiring developers, check out Top Tal. And the second, if you need a website hosted, go to HostGator and I'll tell you why later. But first, good to have you here. And do you remember the day that you sold your company? Do you remember the day when you actually signed the paperwork? Yes and no. I think yes, because the, we actually had to sign an, an agreement. Um, but no, because this has been like a natural progression you know so i don't know if you know but stripe invested in our series a two years ago um and like the relationship has evolved naturally so um i would say it wasn't like it wasn't a shock like it was it was a natural it was a natural it was a natural outcome yeah but didn't you did you feel any sense of relief i've watched you i've gone back actually um thankfully you're somebody yeah. who had your twitter account on um for years and you were interacting with people and you were thanking people and you were going to coffee shops and doing meetups for entrepreneurs and doing all kinds of stuff. After all that work, was there the sense yeah. of, okay, I can take a breath. I did it. No, and yeah, no. <laughs> just to be clear, this is the beginning. Literally, this is not the end. <laughs> and, and so, yes, um, maybe we were not very clear. Like, Facebook is still going to remain independent. Yep. Uh, we're still going to run it. I am still going to run it. Like this is, my life's work, literally like figuring out how to make parents work in the continent is something that I'm super passionate about, you know, um, okay. and it's something, it's, it's another reason why I think I'm excited about the deal with Stripe because I think this is just going to accelerate that mission and make it extremely easier for us to achieve the things we really wanted to achieve. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I don't mean to imply that you're, that you figured, all right, I signed the paperwork, I get my money, I'm going on a boat, I'll see you later. No, I know that that's not it. But I, but I get where you're coming from on this. Tell you what, why don't we, I, my goal is to understand how you got here, but maybe you can give me an example of what Paystack does that you're especially proud of. Maybe an example of somebody who would be considered unbanked, who's able to do something with, because of Paystack. Yes. Okay, let me give you some very intense. <laughs> I'll tell you three things, maybe. <laughs> the first part, because I think sometimes I also get like, I think of Paystack and I think of it as just a product. But people remind me that, you know what, there's actually Paystack the product and there's Paystack the company. So maybe I'll talk about Paystack the product and then Paystack the company. So two answers. Um, for Paystack the product, um, our product, again, like you mentioned, just empowers and like, we provide like an API to like allow people start and scale businesses in the continent. Um, if you look at the Google Play Store um, and you go to finance in Nigeria, for example, what you would see is like a lot of apps and the top 10 apps that are not banks are powered by Paystack. And none of those apps 
would have existed without Facebook. You know, so I think because there was no way for people that, to pay to use yeah, them without Paystack. We were the first company, with one of the first companies to start recurring payments in the country. So before Paystack, you couldn't even build an app that would support recurring payments. And so you couldn't build something like an Uber or a Lyft. Like none of that would exist because there's no recurring payments. Uh, yes. Got it. All right. Let me understand how you got here. I looked back and I saw that the first big company you started was Precurio. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Yes, correct. correct. I've heard yeah. it described as either like um, an emerging market version of Dropbox. I've heard it described yes, exactly. as an intranet. How would you describe yes, How did you describe yes. it when you came up with the idea? Okay. Maybe I should just walk you through my journey in like five minutes or three minutes and that would answer some of the questions. Is that a good, is that a good okay. way to start? All right. And then I, I do want to spend a lot of time just going deep on how you got here. But okay, let's give me an overview. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, again, um, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. Um, spent all my life there. Um, studied computer science in school. So, I started writing software from college. Um, after college, um, that's when I started. Um, I, I had a job with Heineken. I did, it was a two-year job. I left. And then I built this open source version of Dropbox. So I think I was very naive. It was 2007. And I thought, you know what? Dropbox only works on the cloud. What happens to people like us that we don't have fast internet or we don't even have reliable internet? So I tried to build it um, with my partner, Mayawa, then. Um, and so we built it. And we like made it open source. So we just put it up on SourceForge. SourceForge was like popular. <laughs> it was a popular library or like, I don't know, like gift of them. Um, and I think very quickly, like the day we put it up, like two weeks, two days later, someone emailed from Brazil and said, oh, wow, I've been looking for this. Actually, emailed me in Portuguese, actually. Uh, I use Google Translate, you know, I've been looking for this. This is amazing. Can we translate it for you? We're like, oh, we have to figure out translation. So it just started like that. and. For four or five years, we started supporting over 200,000 companies from across the world in emerging markets. I just needed like an, a version of Dropbox that they could install in their local area network. Um, yeah, and, and so that was what that was. Um, but after that, um, at some point, I started building software for banks um, in, in Nigeria, actually. And I figured, you know what? Um, like Stripe, someone needs to build like a Stripe for the continent, you know, and <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, I started it. Um, I spent about one year trying to figure it out. Um, and then my Ezra, my co-founder, was at a Paystack. We got into YC, we got invited into Y Combinator, which was very interesting, you know. Uh, I'd always followed Y Combinator. I'd always followed Red Acker News. I'd always just followed startup culture, <laughs> but uh, I didn't expect to be part of that. So when we were coming to San Francisco, we just really wanted to come on tour. They're like, let's go see what's happening in Silicon Valley. <laughs> we were not expecting anything. Uh, we Wait, you just came in with an idea? <laughs> no, no, no. We had built, I had like a wait list already. We had, mm -hmm. we were already piloting it. I'd spent one year working on it before then. Okay. Um, and people were excited about it, actually. I had like some of my early customers um, and, and that was happening. So, and so we came for the YC interview, um, which I think I like to tell the story because sometimes you don't even know how big what you're working on. Like for us, it was just like, it was what it was. Yeah. And so and if, you, if you can imagine the kind of people that come for YC interviews, like everyone was just intimidating, you know, and people will be like, oh, we're building X, we're building Y. And they're like, yo, Ezra, Shola, what are you guys building? I was like, 
or, or building payments for Africa, you know. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was saying that from like, a, you know what? I'm sorry, but I know this had been figured out by Stripe eight years ago. But I'm sorry, I'm just getting it now. Um, but people were like, "Wow, that's super exciting!" Like, how many people are in Africa? I'm like, "Well, a billion people." I'm like, "Wow, if you figure this out, this is going to be massive." I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess so." So I think that was when it started becoming very real that yo, this is a big problem this is a big opportunity and this is something that if we figured it out um it would really have a lot of impact and so thankfully we got into y combinator became the first nigerian company to get into yc um and yeah we just had to like <laughs> scale the company um and just be very clear about our mission which is to just accelerate payments in africa accelerate commerce digital commerce in africa um i we think we've made progress so today we're live in nigeria ghana piloting in south africa um, and yeah, we've made a lot of progress. So I like to say that what, when I got into YC, one of the things people were asking was like, oh, how much, what is the market size in Nigeria? How much, of, how much, how many, how, how much do people trade online in Nigeria? Um, and it was a very small number, but the interesting part now is that five years later, or just up to five years later, Paystack is doing five times what more than what Nigeria was doing when we launched, you know, so. Paystack alone is doing more yes, yes. online sales, five times more than the whole country <laughs> was doing before you existed. That's exactly, wow. so that, 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 was, that was very interesting. So I think that, and that is the power of um, technology, power of scale, power of like making things, you know, because, and just like staying at it for, for a long period, yes. When you were creating this um, Dropbox clone, was yeah. it just for fun, just for creativity, just to just to try things out, or did you think this could be our business? We could be in the Dropbox business for Africa. No, 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 no. no. It was I was very young and naive, to be honest. I think it started from just the urge to make things, like just to make. I, oh, I just wanted to make things. And I still, like, I'm still like that, to be honest. Even at Paystack, like, a lot of our roadmap, I don't let anybody hear this, but <laughs> a lot of our roadmap, a lot of the things we do is just like, can we just make things that people want? Like, let's just make it, you know? Like, we're not thinking about, like, there's no grand plan, there's no grand... Really? <laughs> we, just want to, we just want to make things that people want. Give me an want. example of I, something that, for a payment company, seems out of left field. But because you as a company believe in making, you're creating. What's an example of that? Okay, yeah, there's probably a lot of that. Um, I would, what, one of the things, I, and I just, I just, I just, I just left, uh, I, just, I just finished a call and I said it, yeah. yeah. One of the very interesting things we built, which, is, which nobody sees, is like refunds. So I would say one of the problems we solved, one of the problems we had at Paystack was trust. You know, like people didn't trust like digital payments and so mm -hmm. people would like buy something and as you can imagine refunds across the world is like five to seven days and people would be like oh why would it take five to seven days to like get my things back and we'll be like yo but that's how refunds work everywhere else in the world <laughs> you know like no no no, no. like i don't know I, don't, I, just, I can't wait for five days you're saying your you customers your customers were anxious for the five to seven days even though in the rest of the world five to seven days is normal and you yes, want to tell like, them reassure you yeah. want to reassure them <laughs> yeah. okay. yes we tried to reassure them but they're like you know what the payment happened instantly why is the refund taking five days i'm like okay you know what you win let's build this you know and we tried to figure out how to make it work um and today 
about 75% of our transactions are refunded instantly, you know? So that's one. Another one just tied to that was uh, when we started, we really wanted to be an API product. Mm-hmm. Focus on the API, it's so easy. And then someone reached out to me and said, yo, Paystack is not as easy as I thought. Like everybody said Paystack was easy and I tried to use it and I struggled. And then I'm like, wow, why? And I realized she wasn't a developer um, and she just wanted like one click. And I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> you know? And we built something called Payment Pages, which we built in 2016. Today, a lot of payment companies are now building. Yeah. But we built this in 2016 where any merchant can just like, say what they want and get a payment page that they can share on WhatsApp or they can share on LinkedIn or like anywhere else, you know, and yeah. that feature we, we built it just after that conversation. We we're like, you know what? Okay. We're going to build something for you where you don't have to think about anything. Just tell us what you want. We give you a link. You send it to your customers. Yeah. So it's just and a lot of that. You, uh, you know something? Build things. Yeah. I remember when I talked to Patrick in the early days of Stripe, the founder of Stripe, I admitted yeah. to him that I loved his, his software, but it didn't make sense for me on Mixergy. At the end of the interview, he followed up with me. He wanted to know why. He introduced me to somebody in his company who would, he personally basically wanted Mixergy to be on Stripe and made sure to help out. And sure enough, we got on Stripe because of that little bit. What I I wonder is, it doesn't seem like you're just making for the sake of making. If I'm understanding it right, you're taking people's problems instead of minimizing them. You're trying to help them with understanding. But when you can't do that, you accept that you need to fix this and build a solution for them. You have limited resources. Was there anything that you built because somebody had a problem that later on you said, this was just a waste of our time. It's not working. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Um, No, I I wouldn't say it was a waste of But I think we built, again, Paystack is always going to be a platform um, because I definitely had like very big ambitions of like scaling this and making it easy for like more people to build things on top of it. But I would admit that in the early days, there were things I just wanted people to build on Paystack and nobody built. And we just like, you know, we can't wait. Let's just build it. And one of that was, there was a time where a lot of like lending companies were trying to use Paystack, you know, and they would want to like, if you wanted to like, like a microfinance bank or like a credit union here, um, wanted to use it as a way to just receive payments from their customers. And a lot of them had very specific requirements. And we were like, you know what? Let's just build like a tool that would allow lending companies to use Facebook better, you know? And we built it and a few of them used it, you know? Uh, and we still have that tool hanging around somewhere. But I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know why we did this, but uh, it worked then. But most of them became more sophisticated. Uh, and most people actually, someone else actually now builds a product like that, you know? I think it's called Lend Square, you know? And so, yeah, and we, we just didn't need to like support it again on our side. Yeah. All right. Let me take a moment to talk about my first sponsor. Anyone who's listening to us right now who has an idea or just wants to play around, I urge you to go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy when you do. Is that a baby in the background? <laughs> yeah, my daughter. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your sister? Uh, my daughter. <laughs> oh, your daughter. How old is your daughter? Yeah. Um, she's five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine is six years old. Are you guys doing school, kindergarten via Zoom? Exactly. You are? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, one of the things okay, that I took Sorry, away, you can start. Your... <laughs> I'll go through the ad with your daughter if you want. Maybe I can convince her to have a HostGator website. Imagine if we get her on a HostGator and then you get her payment and then she becomes rich and doesn't need you by the time she's 15 and is just getting angry with you. 15 is too far. 
The too far. <laughs> I've gone. I've taken this too far. Listen, everyone, if you're out there and you're listening to us and you say, you know what? I want to play around with ideas too. I want to see if one of my ideas becomes an interesting business. I urge you to go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. When you do, they'll make it super easy for you to install WordPress, which is now the most popular platform for hosting websites or any number of other hosting uh, packages, excuse me, any other number of, um, uh, of open source software that you can use to host your site and just play around, see what comes of it. Many of the people who I've interviewed here to, on Mixergy, well, I'm a little bit off here today. Many of the people who I've interviewed on Mixergy have started out with ideas that were just fun, just them playing, just experimenting, and then it became this big business that I ended up interviewing them about. If you want to get started, you can go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. When you do, they'll give you uh, the lowest price that they have available and great service. And of course, because you're using my URL, I and my team here at Mixergy will be standing behind uh, HostGator and making sure you're taken care of. So it's HostGator.com slash Mixergy. HostGator.com slash Mixergy. Let's come back to your story then. So yeah. the, thing that I, the thing that I wonder is you were working for banks because you created this Dropbox uh, clone, right? Yes, yes. What was it about the work you were doing for banks that uh, alerted you to the opportunity that became Paystack? What were you seeing? Yeah, yeah. It was it was random actually because I think what happened was I was doing something else and then I had access to like a MasterCard documentation, you know, and I played with the documentation um, and I was able to charge a card from my local host, from my computer. I'm just like, mm-hmm. whoa. Um, and I talked, I showed one of my friends. So for me, it was like a cool thing. I was just like, yo, can you imagine that I can charge a card and I bought my card out and I charged it from my computer and, and that felt very powerful. I showed one of my friends uh, and it was like, yo, this is a company, this is Stripe. You know, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so I wasn't even thinking about it as a company. I, I was just thinking about it as, oh, this is one cool thing I just figured out. Um, and then eventually just figured out I could build a company on top of it. Did you think, hey, you know what? This is Stripe. You were told this is Stripe. Stripe will just get here. What are we doing trying to reproduce Stripe? No. <laughs> no. Again, if you think if you're someone like me that has like grew up, I grew up in Nigeria, um, and just knew that like it's been very difficult to like just like connect like the global ecosystem with like the Nigerian like market, you know. And for multiple reasons, I think infrastructure is just very, very complicated, you know, like the very local nuances. Um and so like we already knew, like I knew that there was no PayPal, there was no Stripe, there was like none of those things existed, you know. And so it wasn't, it wasn't even about them. It was, it wasn't about them. It was about like, yo, I want this to work, you know. Um, uh. If you think about, yeah. So one of the things I talk about is every time I fly, maybe I fly from like JFK to Nigeria. And I'm just like, wow, why is there a difference in the airports? Like, why can't like, you know, why can't ask the difference, you know? So I think those are some of the things that drive me, you know, even for my first company to pace that. Cause it's like, you know what, if there's something, if there's a future that needs to be built on the continent, I don't want to wait for somebody else to come build it. No, uh-huh. like I want to just build it because we have to be the ones to build it ourselves, you know? So um, I think that was, that was where that came from. And I'm just like, you know what? Someone needs to build this, and I'm not going to wait for anybody else to come build it. Let me just build it. Um, yeah. And, and I also felt, which is very strange now in retrospect, I also felt some form of power. Like when in the early days, people would ask me the same question, 
And I will feel very confident in the fact that I thought I would be able to solve the problems better than um, a foreign company. Um, I don't know where that came from, but it just came from like me feeling like like I've, I've suffered this pain. Like I've had that you understand it like better than someone who who's just remote saying, "Let's port our idea to to Nigeria." Yes. So so I, I think it started from, and I was probably naive to be honest, because I think in retrospect and in scaling Paystack now, I realized that. Just the way you scale a company, like I'm not the one that would scale Paystack. Pay and Paystack has scaled to Ghana, we scaled to South Africa, we're scaling Kenya, CIV. But it's not really about me, it's about my team. And we've been able to like figure out how to scale. So in retrospect, it was just I was just naive, you know. But 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 then I just I was just naively confident that it wasn't gonna be a problem. I could do it. Yeah. You know what I'm wondering? I remember when last year I traveled all over the world to do interviews with entrepreneurs on every continent. Yeah. And I yeah. I interviewed the founder of Conecta, the payment processor in Mexico. And I wondered what was so different about Mexico. And he sat me down and he explained it. He said, did you notice even when you buy a bottle of water, you have to sign, you have to sign a receipt? And I said, yeah, I guess so. That was kind of odd. And he goes, well, because in Mexico, if there's nothing signed, they won't honor it. I said, okay, I understand that. He said, did you notice how many of our, how many grocery stores say that they accept Connecta? And I said, yeah. He says, because people don't have credit cards. You can't just say we're going to create the stripe of Mexico when people don't have the credit card of America. And so they need to take cash into a store where they could pay for something they bought online. And that helped me understand. You're smiling because you recognize some of these differences. What is it that someone who's outside of Nigeria, outside of Africa, wouldn't, wouldn't know that you knew about the differences in the way things are done where you were, where you grew up? Yeah. Um, again, just, just to not like give myself too much credit, um, I would say I stumbled on it. Like it, it wasn't as if like I, I had like a checklist of things I thought. But, but in retrospect, looking back, I think one of the, I, I learned quickly how people think about like reliability, you know, like how there are some fundamental problems you have to solve before you solve the core problem, you know, which is, which is sad, you know, Uh, like even when, even like, even like literacy levels. So for example, one of the things I realized early, so Paystack, a lot of people that were using Paystack were using Paystack for the, we're using the pain on the internet for the first time. And Mm -hmm. so, it wasn't enough to just put uh, MMYY on the credit card form. Because if you look at a lot of American credit card forms, they just put MMYY. And I know like, that's my expiry date. You know? Oh, oh. <laughs> month, uh, month, People, year, so, year. Yeah. For the exactly. credit card expiration date. So it would be 0120. Yes. Right. So you're saying first, per, first exactly. time somebody sees it, they don't even know what that is. And they're like, is this my date of birth? Is this like, you know, like, you know, so it, it, it had to be important to like, Think about things in first principles. Think about it from like, how are you like communicating this? That's the mm-hmm. first part. Number two, reliability. Like, how are you making this reliable? Like, if someone had the problem with Paystack, it wasn't Paystack they would have problems with. They would literally have a problem with digital payments completely. So we had to take a lot of responsibility for that, you know? Um, and yeah, so I think. It was just more of like, I would say more empathy. Maybe that's the direct answer. Like we could empathize 
better with like the users um, and we were willing to like just like make all the right changes and prioritize things that will make that work. How did you solve the the issue of people not knowing what MMYY means, that it means the the month and the year their credit card expires? How did you explain that? Yeah, no, thankfully we had a very, uh, our employee number three, of course, was like a designer, I was a UX designer, so it was really cool. And so we had to start playing a lot with the designs. Um, and I think it found something that worked eventually. So yes, yes. Um, and you just don't remember the details of it, but you do remember <laughs> no, it, was it was a design solution. <laughs> yeah, how did was, you know definitely that definitely a design solution. How did you know that people had that problem? What did you do? Did you because look? We, yes, we were calling. Like we, we were very, again, we were very, very in touch with our users. Like mm-hmm. I spoke to the first 300 customers at Paystack. You know, if anyone had an issue paying, I would call them and ask like, why did this transaction fail? You know, uh, for some of them, I would ask them to do it again, you know, and for some of them, like, what were you confused about? You know, so, but a lot of people were just saying, uh, okay, you know, like it was, it was, that was where I started hearing about the, oh, wow, the date, the date, what date is this? You know, like, oh, wow, sorry, is it dates on your card, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and all that. Yeah. So, so I think it, it, we just like, we were very close to our users. I was still very close. I think customer intimacy is something that I care about. Um, and just like being super intimate with our customers is something that we continue to figure out how to scale even as we got bigger as we had like more customers it's just like you know like let's just continue to learn more from our customers i read this quote from patrick collision whose company bought you um and then as you said they also led the eight million dollar funding round back in 2018 they bought you this year he said a lot of companies have been let's say heavily influenced by stripe by which he means copied Stripe, right? But he says, with Paystack, they've clearly put a lot of original thinking into how to do things better. There's some details of Stripe that we consider mistakes, but we can see that Paystack gets it. It's clear from the site and the product sensibilities that it has nothing to do with them being in Africa or African, that you just get something that even they didn't get at Stripe. Do you know Do you know what he's talking about? What did you get that, that, that he didn't get? I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But 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 I think the correct part is it's yeah. correct in the sense that we just like we're not trying to be a clone of Stripe. You know, like I think when we say we're Stripe for Africa, yeah, we mean we use it for a lot of clarity, like so that people can immediately get what we are trying to do. Um, so that when I got to Silicon Valley, I was having a lot of conversations with investors and. I didn't want to have to spend two minutes explaining everything. You know, you say, well, Stripe for Africa. Perfect. Uh, yo, yes, we like it. We want it. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out in my favor. <laughs> so that, uh, that, was, that was that. But we were also very clear in building the company that, you know what, like we're building a way to accelerate commerce in the continent. And so we just had to like execute from first principles and not necessarily like- It always comes back probably. to- accelerate commerce in the continent that you want to just make it easier for people. It's not even online, make it easier for people to buy and sell in Africa. Exactly. 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 So, you know what? I was just talking to someone who said, I don't even know why Stripe has a publishing arm. Like what the hell does Stripe have to do with publishing books, but they do it. Yeah, yeah. I imagine if I could see you maybe four or five years from now doing something that feels out of left field, then the only way that I would understand it is if it's 
they are trying at Paystack to help accelerate commerce in Africa. And if it means educational events, if it means books, if it means, that's what it means. If it means posters, exactly. they're going to be in that exactly. business. Am I right? Yes, yes. We, and we've, we've, we do some of those things. We have like a podcast, actually. We have a decoding tech podcast. We have like newsletters. Like we do things that don't necessarily like work like it's caught our product. But right. Just because of the way we're trying to solve it. Like, in fact, some of the things we're also saying is that we, we even do talent. Like when we hire people and we have like maybe seven finalists and we pick just one, well, like, what can we do with the remaining six people? Because a lot of our customers need them. And when we ask our customers, what is the largest barrier to helping you scale? For some of them, it's not even pay stack. <laughs> it's like talent, you know? So we're like, okay, we're not going to be jealous. We can just like help you find talent if we can, you know? So yeah, it's, we just need to do what we need to do. Yeah. All right. A lot of, uh, the stuff that I've read about you, here's another quote from Patrick Collision. He says, uh, you guys are highly technical, fanatically customer oriented, unrelentingly impatient. I get all that. I get how you understand your customer. I get how you keep driving the product. What we don't talk enough about in these, in, in, uh, the startup world is hiring the process of, of managing people, the stuff that almost feels so corporate that it's out of a Dilbert comic. How did how did you learn how to hire? You mentioned the third hire. Do you remember your first hire? Yes. Yeah, no. Um, well, first was me. And then okay. second was Got it. So the third, the designer, was uh, technically the first person you hired in your company, a paystack. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you hire yeah, that person? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I think it, the first set of eyes were just people that we really looked up to. You know, um, Okwe was like clearly the best designer in the continent and I'd worked with him and I'd seen his work. So when I was going to build and design face like, like I didn't have a choice. I had to just figure out how to get him to come help us like build it. So I would say our first few hires, when I think of the first five hires or first seven to 10 hires where people we really looked up to um, and like, you know what, these people are doing amazing things. Um, can we, get them to join us. Um, and so that's, 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 and, and I think that's still one of the hiring principles that we still like adhere to, which is like, you look for what you want. You don't take what comes to you, literally. So you How did you convince this designer to work with you when it was a brand new idea? Yeah. Um, I think it was the good thing about Paystack, which is why sometimes I feel lucky because I think so many people can connect with the vision and the mission. So like, of course, he also wants to like payments to be easier. Like he wants mm -hmm. <laughs> to see how things will work better. So it's like a personal problem for a lot of people. And so uh -huh. if he has the opportunity to rebuild the user interface for payments in the country, like it doesn't feel like something you can say no to easily like that, you know? So, um, so I think we were lucky in the early days because the work, was very, it was easy. I, we didn't have to convince people that the work was important. The hardest part was maybe compensation. Um, and even for that, thankfully, the early people were not necessarily driven by financial, you know, they just wanted to make it work um, and the opportunity to like make it work. So we, with Okbe, like I just, and I, literally I paid him, and I'm going to talk about this later, but he probably to design the first UI for like the checkout form, he sent me a bill of maybe like, hundred dollars or something <laughs> small <laughs> literally not not a lot <laughs> so 
uh, and he did it and he finished it and I gave him something else to do that. Like, you know, like, just come work with us. <laughs> we're moving to San Francisco. We're going to the YC. Would you come? I was like, oh, of course, I'll come to San Francisco. <laughs> so that's how that happened. So yeah, so I think the hiring principle here and which we still do now is really, and, and so I personally, like, I have a very large radar for like impressiveness. You know, when I meet people, when I interact with people, I'm trying to sniff for impressive people uh, and how they fit. And all the leaders in the company, they also know that great leaders build great teams. And so, and the way to build a great team is to have a good pipeline, literally. <laughs> so it's not to wait for like people to just come to you. Like you have to continue to figure out how to build your pipeline of talent and like build strong relationships with them so that when you need to convince them, or when you need to work with them, it becomes easier. Um, and that's what how do you how do you do that? How do you manage your pipeline? I imagine you just having a CRM or a spreadsheet or something <laughs> where you keep track of people. Is that it? No, 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 no. It's it's not scientific. It's literally like building relationships with impressive people. Like when I meet someone that is doing amazing things, I just like continue to like learn more about them, learn about their work see what they've done, you know, and just stay in touch and sometimes interview them without necessarily interviewing them. So when I have problems, um, I get them to see if they can solve my problems. And, 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 and so, and that was why it also became easier for us because we, we, we never ran out of problems. And so we would just find someone that we thought could help us solve the problem. And informally, I would like convince them, oh, I would figure out how to get them to help me solve my problem. But then it will be good because if, I guess it's, they, feel, they feel compelled to help us solve our problems. Um, and we would solve that. I will see how closely we can work together. And at some point, you know, maybe you should just come work with us on Facebook. Um, and that was how we like built the team. So maybe like 20, 25, 30 people. Um, now that we're much bigger, um, I still get a lot of intros. I still tell everybody to tell, introduce me to like the most impressive people they've met. Um, when I meet someone, I ask them, Oh, who's the best product manager you've ever spoken to? Who's the best engineer you know? Uh, introduce me to them. And I just like continue to like find <laughs> the best people and just bring them together. Like if you watch superhero movies, like Avengers and all that, like that's how you like bring people together, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's just trying to figure out how to like bring great people and just create that team. Yeah. Was the designer Adwali Bobby? Is he the first guy? No. I'm I'm hunting, trying to figure out. No, no, out. no. It's it's Okme Fadamari. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking up all all your designers. I'm getting a sense of what they've yeah. created by looking at what they do online. All right, let me yeah. take a moment to talk about my second sponsor, and then I want to come it's, back and let's go back into and understand the first product, how, the beginning of the product, how you um how you got credit card process, credit card companies to work with you, what issues you had, how you dealt with fraud. Okay. And I'll come back also to a question that you that I meant to ask you earlier when you said that you figured out the refund process. How did you get people refunds faster? But first, my second sponsor is a company called TopTal. You've heard me talk about them for developers, but what you might have heard in this interview is the power of a designer. If you get a designer, sometimes it not only means that you don't have to develop a solution, you don't have to code it up. Sometimes it just makes the product better because of the design. And the best example that we've heard right here is how Paystack was able to, to make their uh, credit card forms easier for people to fill out by just explaining what that MMYY was, that it means month, month, year, year. If you're looking for a great designer, 
you should go over to toptal.com slash Mixergy. I've talked to you about how you can get phenomenal developers from them, but challenge them to find a designer who can solve your problems. All you have to do is go to toptal.com slash Mixergy. When you do, they'll give you 80 hours of developer credit when you pay for your first 80 hours in addition to a no-risk trial period. Really, just have a conversation with them, challenge them to find a great person for you, and know that there is no risk when you go to top tal.com slash Mixergy. That's top is on top of your head. Tal is in talent. T-O-P-T-A-L.com slash M-I-X-E-R-G-Y. When you had the idea that you were going to make credit card processing easy, I think you said that you had a visa that you charged when you were experimenting. Was it easy for you to work with the, who'd you have to work with to make this, the, the development part, I understand that you can handle. Who'd you have to work with? What bank yeah. would, um, did yeah, you have to yeah. work with visa? What, how does it go? How yeah. does it work? No, you know, yeah, exactly. Mastercard, exactly. It was actually Mastercard. Um, yeah, so I think I just spoke to the team, got an intro to someone at Mastercard. Um, spoke to the bank I was working with already. Um, I just started learning more, um, and then started talking to merchants because I think one of the things I realized very early is like, it's really not about like the idea of what you're trying to do. It's like a very specific problem you're trying to solve. So just finding merchants that had the problem. And one of the people I worked with was a company called Gingerbox. Um, and they were selling, they were doing food deliveries. Um, so they will come to like offices and agree on like timelines and say, we'll give you fruits Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And they needed a way to charge for that. And like I said, there was no way that would happen. So I think it was just convincing people that, yo, that this kind of company and they need this kind of solution. And I'm trying to build it for them. Uh, okay, makes sense, makes sense. And just giving me the opportunities to do it. And then I had to figure out how to do it for Gingerbox. I actually had to build their website for them just to make it faster. Uh, you had to because... build Gingerbox's first website? <laughs> yeah, the second website that will work. Oh, got time. it. So yeah. for them to accept payment, you had to, you rebuilt their website. Okay. Exactly, exactly. So I had to do that. Um, and then, so it was just like, again, just being resourceful enough to like make all the parties understand what I'm trying to do and okay. move at the same pace with me. Uh, and then I was able to pilot with them. And then he started talking to his friends about it. Um, and his friends were reaching out to me. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me put up a waiting list because there's so much I need to do. And so I had a website. I had a landing page. I feel like, put your email. And so people were signing up on the wait list. I had about 300 before I got into IC. Um, and I was calling each person, okay, what are you trying to do? And, you know, so I was just going through that process. And then when we got into YC, YC was like, you know what? Don't put artificial barriers to growth. Just open it up. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so we just opened it up. And yeah, so then I haven't like rested. And so you opened it up, but you didn't have an automated way for people to start using Paystack, right? Did, did you have yeah. to go and work with them one-on-one? Yes, we, we, we kept iterating and building um, at the back. So I think in the very early days, a lot of things were done manually. Um, in fact, I was one of my customers, um, and that, those were the reasons I knew this had to work because one of maybe customer number three was someone that was building like a ride-sharing app. Um, and I told him, you know what? I haven't built a way to pay you your money. Like I haven't built the settlement uh-huh. layer. I can only collect the money. I can't pay you. And he was like, yo, don't worry. I don't need to keep the money. Like, I just want to be able to like run my own business. I just want to start my business, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, I guess so. So I think we, we were catching up. Like we were catching up. And just like building up 
the different parts uh, after that. Yeah. And was getting MasterCard to work with you tough or were they open to doing it? No, it was, they were open. They were open. I think, okay. again, the good thing about payments, and I think I consider myself very lucky because I think I picked the right industry. Like the standards, you know, like you have to have PCI DSS, you need to do this, you need to do that. So um, the payments landscape is pretty standardized. And if you can like figure out how to like meet those standards, then it's the conversations are like really easy. Um, and so the hard work was on me to like meet all the standards. And once I could meet the standards, um, it, just, it was easy. All right. I wouldn't have even thought to ask you about fraud, except I read Jessica Livingston's book, um, yeah. uh, Founders at Work, where she had this. Yeah. Did you read it? Yeah, really. Yeah. The conversation that she had with Max Levchin about the early days of PayPal opened my eyes to how much time he spent on fraud. It was more time in the book anyway, talking to him about how he had to deal with fraud than it was about product. Yeah. And I did see on the early version of your website, yeah. you guys said fraud is a top priority for us. How did you solve it? Or were, yeah. did, was it something you had to deal with yourselves? Yeah, yeah. We Of course, we dealt with it. We were lucky again that. Firstly, we didn't have a lot of, um, there wasn't, our use cases were very, very simple. Like it was people that knew their customers. So our early customers were very good, like Gingerbox, for example, where like they're delivering fruits to their offices. So there was not like the chances of fraud were very low. Uh, But at some point we started like seeing some fraud and we quickly built like a decision support system, like a tool to just like, scan transactions, pull velocity rules and all that, you know. Um, and, and I think at that point, like, I think it happened in like three days. So literally we only had like a three day period where we, we didn't think about fraud. Uh, and we solved it like three days later. And since then, like we haven't like really had like a big problem. You were able to solve it in three days? Yeah, because again, we were small, we were nimble, like it was a big problem. I was like, you know what, this is how I'm going to solve it. And we just solved it. Yeah. How did you and solve we've it? Been like, we've been like, no, it's like building rules, building velocity rules and saying, you know what, this is how much, if you if you try more than two cards at, in the X period, we know something will happen. It triggers this. You know? So we just built in those rules um, and started like modifying it and learning. And yeah, so it was, we just, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Got it. All right. And one of the things that stands out for me on your website is you take credit cards, you take US dollars. Am I right about that? Yes. yes. And then also there's a woman who's holding up like a a standard phone, not a smartphone, but a phone. How do you do that? Yeah. Um, There's something called, there's a technology called USSD in, Mm -hmm. um, in Nigeria where like you can have like a code, you can dial a code and pay. So for example, a pay stack, if you wanted to pay, um, you can use like USSD to pay and they will dial a code and they will run the payments. It's, it's called 737. There are multiple okay. types. There are different codes. So different banks have their different codes. So GT Bank, one of the biggest banks, will have 737. So you just uh, start 737, start XXX, start blah, blah, blah. Got it. And the money will move from your account to the merchant's account. I so wish that last year when I was doing Amer- when I was doing interviews on every continent, that I yeah. would have had time to go to Nigeria. That's where people yeah. told me the action was, <laughs> and that by going to South Africa, especially where I'd gone, that I was really missing out on the African experience. But I just had so much trouble booking every yeah. continent and all that. But and Yoko, Yoko, Yoko is doing amazing in South Africa. Did you meet Yoko? No. Uh, that's one of my favorite. 
Yoko Y O C O. It's one of my. It's like Square. Um, square for Africa, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite comedies when it comes to venture. But I, what I mean is, I didn't see people pay with their phones. I saw people pay, you know, using a- Apple uh, Pay, I where I went it. anyway. I saw you there. That's I the part that I feel yeah. like I missed. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're not, it's not like you accept yeah. US dollars. When I saw USSD, I thought that was US dollars. No, you don't accept dollars no, no, no. cash. It's just we, the cell payments. Yes, yes. but there's, we, you can, and Nigerian merchants can accept payments from you via USD. So that's US, different. US dollars. In US dollars, exactly. And then USSD is a technology different. unstructured Something, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you were... data, yeah. How did you, how did you figure out to, what's the solution for paying people, for giving people their refunds faster? Was it taking money out yeah. of your own account and giving it? <laughs> of That's course, it. yes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. So you pay first yeah. and then you wait for the money to come yeah. back into the account. Yes, yes. Uh, and also just understanding the funds flow and understanding why it's taken like so long and where the blockers are um, and yeah, and solving. But you're correct. Like I think the primary reason is funding it with our money first <laughs> and eventually getting it back. Yes. I was trying to figure out what you were like as a kid and how you got here. The only thing that I could see yeah. was... I guess at one point you discovered Photoshop and did you start a business where you were helping people or consulting services for Photoshop? <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was like, I think when I got my computer, when I got the first computer, I think I was 15 or 16 then. Um, and like I said, I used to make things. I guess my, my <laughs> the making evolved. But one of the things I figured out, I don't know what happened, but I realized that I could like take a footballer. I, I liked soccer or football. Yep. football. I call it football. <laughs> and yep. I would take Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho was very popular then. Uh, and I would like take a photo of my face. I'll put my head on his head. Uh, and it would be cool. And I'll show my friends. I'll be like, what? <laughs> like you're the footballer <laughs> now, that you admire. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Now it feels very stupid. And so I would do that. And people would be super excited about it. And so I just kept pushing the limits of what I could make. And then at some point I studied, I went to college, I studied computer science. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like make real software. Uh, and then I got a job while I was in school and I was building websites for like banks um, in Nigeria. And I built websites for like about three banks, like very big banks, but I was, I was an intern in the company, but I was, I was able to like just let it and build it. And that's how I started building on the internet. And you met your co-founder Ezra in the computer lab in school. Exactly. Correct. 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 Yeah. It was, it was like the best engineer in school. And I was just like, you know, I said, I started software at like 15. It probably started at maybe like seven. You okay. know? So it was like a genius. And I was just like, oh, what's the genius? <laughs> I just had to like, so that's how we became friends. Um, yeah. Where's Ezra from? It's we're from Nigeria. It's from the same. Just all he's, he's local also. All right. Yes, um, yeah. Let me close it out with this. You've done this interview. I told you I looked you up on Twitter yeah. for years. I've gone back in your history. I, I even saw like you thanked Oh, the Nigerian whom, who many of us know from like years ago for making an introduction to this and that. You're super active. I wonder why. Why are you doing this interview? Why are you so active in the startup community? What's your thinking here? One of the things that I found very strange mm-hmm. was 
when like when we announced our acquisition and it was my face that was everywhere i'm just like no <laughs> i'm so sorry no 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 face tag is like um a result of the entire ecosystem like people making introductions people advocating for me in rooms i couldn't get into so yeah. like there's a lot of ecosystem work that had to create a paystack um and so just recognizing that and knowing that you know what it's, it's not about me it's not even about paystack it's about the future we want to create the future we want to build you know the right for me happiness will be where and we talked about it where a lot of problems have been built for people in the continent you know like i'm a software engineer myself but sometimes i feel bad that not a lot of software engineers are building for the continent you know so as much people that can build for the continent as much people that can solve local problems like those are the things i really care about you know and yeah and it's something i'm super passionate about and yeah any opportunity to like be part of that i'm always like interested in doing it that is something that i've seen from you throughout all right. I usually at this point tell people to go check out your website. They will check out your website, Paystack, but that's not the big win here. The big win for you is if they are, especially if they're African, to just create more companies, to sell more, yes. to contribute to the economies. Yes, yes, yes. And if they're good engineers, they should apply Paystack. <laughs> <laughs> I will personally, I've seen, um, I've seen people make intros for you over the years and how appreciative you are. I will personally make an intro if you, if you guys want an introduction, if it's a good fit, well, right? Sorry. I'll, I'll act as a, as a yeah. gatekeeper. I'm not trying to send everyone your way. Yeah, All right. Thank, thank you. you so much yeah. for doing this interview. I also want to thank uh, my two sponsors so who much. made this interview. Uh, let me thank the two sponsors who made this interview happen. The first, if you're building a website, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. Yeah. I moved Mixergy to them. It saved a lot of money. Nobody even noticed because the site's still just as zippy as ever. Hostgator.com slash Mixergy. And if you're hiring a, develop, a developer or designer, go to toptal.com slash Mixergy. All right, thanks so much for doing yeah. this and congratulations on the sale. Thank you so much, Andrew.